Hi, my name is Derek Schneider, and I own Visiting Angels in Wichita Falls, Texas, and Lawton, Oklahoma. This podcast is called Addressing the Elephant because I believe it is better to be proactive rather than reactive when it comes to aging well. So each episode, I'll invite someone that has a ton of experience about an issue or topic that relates to elder care, which is a topic that if you live long enough, we'll all have to face. I hope you really enjoy. I wish I found you a long time ago. We could have taken it easy, could have taken it slow. And passed our old lives like a sweet summer day. All right, we are addressing the elephant. Today we're with Lucy Garcia with Royal Estates. Lucy, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Great. How's the, how's the weekend? Uh, fast. Too fast. Yeah? It was over and done with too quickly. Did you have to go up the facility to, the, uh, to, the, to your community? Oh, no. Um, actually, um, everything has been quiet, so knock on wood. Um, I was able to enjoy the weekend. You know, look at the emails, but uh, nothing that made me go up there. Great. That's awesome. So... We wanted to kind of have you on, have this conversation about, um, you know, a lot, uh, you know, in our, in my world, there's a lot of people, we, we take care of a lot of people in their homes, um, but often they make a decision to leave their home and go to, to a place, you know, to a different place, to a place, to a community. And so I wanted to have this conversation of what in the world is an assisted living facility for our audience that doesn't know? And then what is an independent living facility and i didn't mean to say facility and we talked about this after it's a community like right. these communities that um there's a lot of people here and, and it's non-medical sort of things so right. that's kind of where i want to start it okay yeah like we were saying um you know in a community we really are encouraging that is um being involved with uh peers um those residents that are are like us that we um, don't see when we're at home and then when we kind of talk more about a facility it's more that skilled uh, nursing set. So definitely a difference. Um, but as far as independent and assisted living, uh, when we think independent, um, we kind of gear toward maybe that more active resident okay. um, that is looking for that maintenance-free lifestyle. Um, the home has become too much um, maintenance and upkeep of a home. Um, you know, those little um, honeydew lists that nobody yeah. likes to do. Changing the uh, light bulb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a leaky pipe and we don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Um, maybe the yard, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're looking to get away from doing the things at home um, and focus on being maybe more active. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're at home and um, it's a little tough to uh be super social. Maybe yep. I'm no longer driving, but I'm still very yep. active. Yeah. Um, and so to have um, some programming involved. Totally. Um, you know, I don't think anybody just truly loves to cook. Uh, but when you're thinking about cooking for mm. one or two, sometimes it becomes a daunting task of sure. having those meals provided. Um, so really with an independent type environment, you're still pretty active, but you're just looking for that maintenance-free lifestyle. Yeah. Um, when we're talking about assisted living, um, those particular residents are still looking for those things, yep. uh, but maybe now they're needing some more of those activity, a daily living type tasks um, addressed. So gotcha. um, maybe med management, yep. Um, dressing and grooming, um, shower assistance, maybe some more hands-on care. Um, so they're still looking for maintenance-free, but maybe now they're looking for some additional care services. Um, and, and I think that's the big thing between um, assisted and, and independent living. That makes sense. So, <clears throat> and we, I kind of just jumped right in there, uh, but 
tell me how you kind of got involved with this senior uh, kind of population and, you know, t- tell me your background a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of always done sales. Um, I've started in retail sales. I think like everybody else at um, the mall, uh, got through college, mm-hmm. um, looked for something a little more promising since I went to college. Um, and so I went into sales and marketing um, at a local dental company. And then uh, my boss from the mall called me up and said, hey, my sister community has a position for their sales and marketer. So uh, come, come check me out, come talk with me. Yeah. Um, and I did, um, at that time, I really had no idea what senior living was. I just yeah. had cells, um, as a background. Um, my now husband, he, uh, made it a point to visit with his granny every Sunday. So that was our routine. Yeah. Um, and so I, I fell in love with her as well as him and thought, okay, I, love this particular granny um and and um cells so let's see if i can merge them together um since then i've been doing it for about seven years cool i've worked in assisted living in a memory care um and now an independent community so i've kind of seen all all realms of it yeah so um i you know whenever i think of um you know communities out there um my wife's grandmother she's at one and one really cool thing about this is I would have experienced her as kind of like an independent person. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but when she went and is there, um, she has the busiest schedule um, you could ever think think oh, of. Yeah. It's like very difficult to, um, you know, hey, we're going to come over and bring, you know, Girl Scout cookies. We're going to come over and do whatever. Maybe it's very difficult. Oh, well, I, I got bingo. Right. You know, and so... And, <laughs> She is just, just her her social calendar has moved up and 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 so I just I wonder if you could talk a little bit about that like that experience of going to this facility and maybe like this turning this light on for some folks that may be lonely. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So it, it's really funny because when I have families come in and visit, um, oftentimes they'll say. You know, I just want mom to be more active. You know, she used to go um, to the 50 plus zone. She used to go to the red door, uh, but she can't do that anymore. Uh, What do you have to offer? I laugh because I'm telling you, these um, residents that are, you know, 70, 80, 90 years old, they have way more of a a life than I do. Okay. You know, I work, I go home, I might watch a show, then I'm getting ready for the next day. Um, The residents, I'm talking from the moment they get up from um, breakfast time till way after, um, after I clock out and leave, are constantly doing something. And so um, it's funny because we're going to have those standard um, scheduled activities, you know, the bingo, you never touch bingo, you know, if you're in a cancel an event, you do not cancel bingo. Um, But they're going to have the different activities that are going to engage, um, hopefully everybody, Mm -hmm. you know, so we try to bring in some exercise programs, um, maybe some um, Sunday school services, Um, you're going to have your crafters that enjoy doing crafts. Um, then you're going to have the people watchers that just kind of want to be there. So maybe we just bring in, um, you know, some type of entertainment. Mm. Um, so when you're talking about having a very busy schedule, um, they do, they do. Um, and I think that probably the programming director has the best job because she gets to essentially play all day, um, and, and get paid for it. And so, um, you really do see a difference because when you're at home, It's like, well, now I have to get up and I have to get dressed and then drive across town. And well, then that cuts into my lunch hour. Well, in a community, 
you get to do all of that, but you get to do it all in one building and you never have to leave. So it doesn't matter if the weather is bad outside, um, if it's sunny or cold or mm. rainy, um, everything is there. So yeah, yeah oftentimes those um, schedules get re- really packed and really quick um, and way more than I think probably we all um, have. Yeah, no, I, I, I would agree. You know, I, it, I love the fact that like, um, those folks are, um, gaining some, um, connections oh, yeah. with, with people. And, you know, <clears throat> sometimes I see, um, people in their home and their highlight is, um, a caregiver coming over there mm-hmm. once every two weeks or, or jeopardy. Right. That's their highlight. And so, you know, like, man, it's, so it's great whenever, if, if they are comfortable leaving, Mm-hmm. their home environment to be in this place to, to kind of like, um, um, to, to, to be involved with oh, yeah. other people that are like-minded. That's great. Oh yeah. It's, it's really funny kind of seeing, um, a new resident, uh, come in. It's because, um, you know, some families will say, oh, you know, dad's not going to participate. I promise he's right. not. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden, like we're sending a picture to, um, you know, that, that child and we're like, guess what? Dad's participating Um, because it's there at their fingertips. You know, I no longer have to leave my home, drive across town um, and try to find something to do. It's here. All I have to do is give it a chance and go. Yeah, that's great. So, um, and this may be kind of, um, uh, you know, every community is a little bit different, I'm sure. So when someone is going to these communities, are they, able to like bring their stuff into these homes uh, and decorate it themselves? Yeah. How, how does that look like? Yeah, great like? question. Um, so we really encourage um, in, in all the communities that I've worked in, uh, the types of communities, uh, we want this to feel like home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we encourage you to bring in um, your belongings and decorate it. So bring in um, your picture collage, bring in your Afghans, bring in that uh, broken chair that, you know, is so yeah, comfortable. Yeah. You know, we're thinking like probably needs to go, sure. uh, but that's mom's chair and it's always been her chair. Bring it in. Um, <clears throat> they're already making such a big change, leaving yep. their home in that comfort. Um, we want them to bring those memories with them. Good. It's going to be down downsize, um, but we obviously want it to feel like home um, yeah. as best as possible. Um, so we encourage you to bring um, items in. Um, if it's something that needs to obviously be replaced, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I really encourage families, don't buy new stuff. That's that's not their stuff. Um, right. Let it feel like home and bring in, um, you know, all, all the all the knickknacks that have yeah. collected collected dust over the years and bring them all in because that's what's important to mom or dad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, decorate like you would at your house. How would you, and, and, I mean, this is a question that uh, just came to my mind, but like, how would you have these conversations with somebody that wants to downsize mm-hmm. or that that is hesitant about downsizing or, you know, you're talking to a to a daughter and they need to talk to their, their dad about downsizing. What, what are the things that would be helpful on that conversation? Yeah. So I typically will tell, um, the family member that is moving in, uh, what, what's important to you? Like if you had to up and grab a couple of things out of your home, yeah. um, what, what's most important to you? Mm-hmm. Tag it. You know, like I can't live without this curio cabinet or I can't live without, yeah. um, this particular, uh, hutch um tag it and then let's see what else fits in that apartment Mm -hmm. um we have mostly our women 
yeah. who have a very, very hard time downsizing their closets. Sure they do. Um, and so um, I also do this as well. I hold on to things that I may not fit in anymore. So um, I will say, okay, let's pull all the things that we know that we are wearing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's make a wear pile and then a, a I don't wear often pile and yeah. I can't fit in pile. Yeah. Um, and let's start downsizing that way and mm-hmm. let's get your closet condensed. Yeah. Um, and then like for the gentlemen, um, they mostly will have, you know, different like, um, I don't know, like model T cars or airplane models yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a lot of um, wood carvings that they've done. And so I'm thinking, let's get some shelves. Let's yeah. talk about shelving. Um, and so we try to just utilize the space that we have. Sure. Uh, but I think my biggest thing is I tell them, um, you know, if, if you had to grab a handful of things uh, before evacuating your home, which which items would those be? And tag them and, mm-hmm. and bring those and then just fill in after that. Yeah, that's great. That's really good. I mean, it, that's probably like um, cross-generational, like to think about, to kind of th- right. think through, you know, um, I know even in my own home, I mean, like I'll, um, I'll flip a hanger, uh-huh. you know, the other way around. Cause sure, I'm like, I'm wear. pretty sure I haven't worn that, but I can't remember. Right. You know, I often think I'm like, man, I think I just wear like Homer Simpson stuff. Like <laughs> I just, I have like five outfits. I don't, I just kind of switch out. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you know, we also talk about, um, you know, you are going to a smaller space. Yep. Um, and so we still want to think about fall hazards. You don't want to overly crowd something. Um, yes. So especially if you're talking with somebody who um, they're concerned with balls or if they're concerned uh, with just the amount of clutter, um, let's start fresh yep. and and just pick some of those key items. Uh, I've even gone to their home and, and just kind of walked it with them and um, get some blue painters tape and just just tag things um, and then uh, go back through and think about it again in a few days of do I really need that? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's good. So so. Each community I know is different and, and and there have been some some communities that whenever you know I I go to them, you can't just walk in. Mm-hmm. You know, they seem to be kind of shut or locked locked down. And so can you kind of explain the kind of the levels or um if that if that's even an appropriate verbiage there, right. the levels of care that are out there? Yeah, so um, obviously with aging, there's going to be some natural aging that happens. Um, and then you do have um, the dementia and the Alzheimer's that yep. um, comes into play. Um, each person is different. Um, it doesn't affect everybody the same way. Um, and so there are going to be your more independent communities that can come and go. Um, you know, you still have the residents that drive. Um, yeah. And so those are going to be the uh, communities that are open and, and freely accessed to. Um, you're going to have your um, semi-secure communities where uh, maybe wandering hasn't quite happened yet, but we're thinking it could happen. Um, that way um, your loved one is inside um, in the event that they do decide, gosh, leaving sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's going to alarm. Um, it's going to set off a, a pretty annoying uh, sound. And yeah. so it will alert the staff. Um it doesn't always happen, uh, but it's a good safety uh, measure to be put into place. And then you are going to have your true memory cares that have your secured um, doors to where you have to gain access in by somebody opening and opening gotcha. that. Um, that's going to probably be for your more um, wander risks. Um, those with the Alzheimer's that are um, experiencing 
uh, confusion, leaving the home, um, awkward hours, wandering out. Um, in their mind, it makes perfect sense to go looking for what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, but those who are caring for them are are safe in knowing that um, they're there and um, safe and not not getting out into the elements of uh, whatever time of day or or weather that's out there. Yeah, totally. So, so what are some um, whenever you have conversations with with folks that are making this decision mm-hmm. um what are the kind of the you know top five top t- whatever um questions that you're trying to evaluate them as you kind of go okay they're they're right for this type of community or they're you know they should be maybe in a different type of community so we really start the conversation of um what has started this this conversation what yep. what what has made you call in today or mm-hmm. stop in today um what has happened you know, mm-hmm. is it something where mom's just decided, gosh, um, I'm just tired of being home alone. Yeah. I no longer want to fix the leaky roof. Um, or is it that something has happened where um, now my loved one is in the hospital or in mm. rehab and they can't go home? Um, so I think our very first question is, what made you call us today or what made you stop in today? Um, then you gain that information and then you want to ask them, you know, what's your biggest concern? Yeah. Sure. You know, um, if their concern is, um, you know, I need a secured environment, you know, then we need to make sure we're talking to the correct place. Yep. Um, and so finding out what those concerns are for them, um, finding out what's important, yeah. you know, um, it may be really, really important that it, you're a pet friendly community. You know, yeah. your loved one has had this fur baby at home and they're not willing to part ways, um, you know. Can we can we um, offer what they're looking for, yep. what what's important for them? Um, and then I think after that, um, really, it's just trying to find that right fit. Every community is different. Every yeah. community has a different atmosphere, mm-hmm. um, different type of feel to them. And so um, really just trying to figure out, is this somewhere that I can see my loved one being um, and me visiting and, and yeah. knowing that when I leave, um, things are OK? Yeah. So <clears throat> kind of thinks makes me think of so if if a couple comes to a community what does that look like as as they both age mm-hmm. um and maybe one passes away before you know um what what does that look like for a community to have these conversations kind of going forward because I'm assuming there's different types of rooms in different communities um and there's different conversations that happen based off of um, the level of care that they're needing. Right. So I really think um, the important thing is if you're calling in uh, for a, a couple, um, really asking that particular community that you're talking to, um, can mom and dad age together? Yeah. Okay. Um, there are going to be communities where if one exceeds the care uh, per licensure, you're going to have to move. Okay. So they're going to have to separate. Yeah. Um, is it that your licensure is um, high enough that could care for uh, mom or dad through end of life? Yep. Um, so I think those that those are really really important questions. Um, yes, mom and dad are right now healthy. Right. But what about the future? Yep. Um, they're already having to make one move, uh, which is going to be really really tough. Imagine making a second move that you're no longer with your loved one. Mm. Um, so kind of checking out and seeing. Um, through what point of care can my parents be here together? Yeah. Uh, what happens when they've exceeded that care? How do you work with them? Um, 
some communities will say, yes, you can absolutely age with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's bring in the proper care, um, maybe bringing in your services, right, someone right. to sit uh, with them. Um, do we bring in a hospice team to provide some yeah. end-of-life care? Um, you know, it's just some conversations you have to have up front and, and be very honest with. Um, absolutely, I 100% want you here, but at the end of the day, if one starts falling ill, sure. you may have to have that conversation. Um, so I think just asking up front, how, how far can, can mom and dad be here together? Yeah. Um, of course, all communities have different floor plans. Um, yep. And so um, it's totally up to families if they decide to go ahead and move in and then uh, make that split. Um, a lot of the communities have transportation, so you can still take mm-hmm. um, the remaining spouse that's at your community to go visit their loved one, um, maybe in that more skilled setting. Sure. Um, we can talk about downsizing. Um, getting into a smaller apartment yeah. that way um, it fits more just that one individual's needs. Um, and then again, just kind of um, catering to that particular uh, resident that that's there and um, getting them to at least go visit. Yeah, totally. Um, <clears throat> trying to think the, you know, um, my guess is um, how does, how does one pay for this sort of um, for these communities? So um, each type of community is a little bit different um, and depending on your location, uh, state specific. Okay. Okay. Um, So you're going to have your private pay communities. Um, There are going to be, there's going to be an opportunity for Medicaid to cover um, some particular communities. It really just is a state specific. Oh, okay. And then also um, per your licensures. Okay. Um, so your independent communities typically are an out-of-pocket expense. Um, VA does kick in and help um, under certain criteria. Sure. Uh, but you have your VA that's going to help. Uh, but typically with your um, independent communities, you're going to be paying out-of-pocket. If you're looking at more an assisted living community, um, long-term care policies can help. Good. Um, each one is so different in yeah. how they pay out and in, in the price point. Um, we're seeing shorter and shorter long-term care policies. Um, I think when they were originally, uh, written, um, they didn't expect people to live, uh, you know, into their eighties and nineties. Um, and so the ones that we see now, um, they're, t- uh, specifically for a shorter time frame, couple of years. Uh, but nevertheless, it helps pay for while, while they have it. Um, and then, um, you know, with Medicaid, there are a, a couple of communities as well that would take a, a Medicaid, um, resident to gotcha. help cover that cost. That's great. That's great. <clears throat> well, um, you know, what other things that you can think of that would be real helpful um, for folks whenever they're deciding um, to, to, to move or to, um, you know, consider a community? Yeah. Um, so I think um, ask, ask people. Yeah. Um, obviously the salesperson is going to give you everything that's polished Um, but maybe ask your church members, ask your neighbors, um, you know, ask your friends, your coworkers, do you know anybody who lives in one of these, uh, senior living communities? Mm -hmm. What are their experience? Um, you know, you want that firsthand experience of the family of, you know, gosh, I've had such a great experience here, or this is, I thought I was really going to like this place, but it turns out mom really needs this type of a place. Um, so asking, um, ask your peers, um, go online, look at reviews. Um, you know, nowadays everything's social media based. And so you can see lots of different reviews, um, Google reviews, yeah. Facebook reviews, 
Um, again, just kind of seeing what the outsider sees or yep. um, maybe seeing what a, a particular family member has written about um, the community. Um, as a sales and marketer, I love scheduled visits because right. I can plan my day out better. Uh, but if I was the family looking, I would say do a drop in. Drop in. They can't prepare for you. They can't make sure everything is um, great and and um, yeah. you know polished. Uh, so do a drop in so you can truly see what you're walking into. Um, it's a great opportunity to um, check out smells. Sure. Um, check out the amount of activity that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, on the spot interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all really great. And it's not to stump anyone, but, um, you know, as a salesperson, you do want to make sure everything is, is perfect. Um, sure you do. but sometimes when those unperfect things happen, um, that's where you really get to shine. I remember my very first visit that I had, um, I, I was so nervous and, um, it wasn't scheduled. And so they just pop in and, and I'm showing a, a an apartment at this particular community. And as we're walking out, I, I hear something pop and, uh, I kind of like try to play it off right. And the gentleman says, I think there's something um, going on in the restroom. And I'm like, I don't want to open this door. So I opened the door, Derek, and the line actually popped. The water line had busted and water was going everywhere. And, and so, you know, being the first time uh, I just jumped in because I thought, well, my dad has taught me to turn the water source off. And so half of my face was completely wet and dripping. Um, But I I jumped in and I did it. Uh, We got a good laugh out of it. Um, I explained in the event of that happening, um, if somebody lived there, how they would turn that in and um, how maintenance would go in there and do it. Fix it. Um, We got a really, really good laugh. I got the move in, thankfully, because I was soaking wet on one side. Um, (laughs) But it's just funny to see kind of how, you know, unplanned things happen. but uh, yeah, so pop in, and then while you're there visiting, um, step away from the salesperson and, and actually ask the residents that live there. Yep. You know, step away and, and go talk to them. How long have you lived here, and what's mm-hmm. your experience like? Um, I think that uh, in my experience, my residents have been my best salesperson. Sure. You know, they they live it every day. I get to go home. Right. Uh, they live it every day, so they can actually explain it a little bit better than I can. That's good. That's great insight. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Um, <clears throat> so um, kind of lastly, you know, as you've been in this for seven years, um, this is kind of a personal question, but what have you learned about your, you know, kind of own aging process, mm-hmm. uh, you know, looking in the future, et cetera, like that you uh, may have never have never learned before or what have you experienced in something that, uh, that you'd give you could give wisdom upon. So I definitely think um, planning has been really important for us. Yeah. Um, I'm in my late 30s, and uh, I don't think that I would have ever thought about where am I going to be in my 70s, where am I going to be in my 80s until I started in senior living. Mm. Um, so it's actually part of our financial plan that we are planning for the future. Um, I want to make sure that I am taken care of well. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't want my children to have to worry about, gosh, what are we going to do when mom and dad gets get old? You know, mm-hmm. uh, we can't afford it. You know, what are we going to do? So uh, financially planning is really, really important. Um, I think kind of um, having something put into place, um, start researching early. Yeah. Uh, don't be put in that bind where it's a forced move. 
uh, where we're frantic and emotions are going uh, Mm -hmm. really high, um, plan. I think that that's just really the biggest thing, plan for it, um, because we have had families come in just at their wits end. They don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't know what that next step is. And sometimes there's those frantic um, uh, family members coming in and and it's a little bit harder to get the real picture. Sure. Um, And so maybe do your research early, uh, financially plan. Um, it's not in everybody's budget. Um, and, and that's okay. There are other options out there. Uh, but doing your research, I think is really, really going to help, um, for any future, um, endeavors in senior living. Totally. Being proactive is key. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I walked in thinking this was going to be, um, you know, something easy peasy. And I get families that come in that are in tears and, um, sometimes I'm not that solution for them. Sometimes I'm not. Um, and so knowing who, um, is in your industry that can help, sure. you know, doing that network and, and knowing if I'm not that solution for them, then let me at least be that resource for them. Totally. Yeah, that's good. Well, Lucy, you are great. Thank you well, so much for your you. wisdom thank and you, insight. You. Like, um, you, um, I can tell that you have a real gift here oh, and well, thank it's you. pretty, pretty, pretty key. Well, and you know, I'll, I'll say that, um, Absolutely love my job. It's 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 a blessing for me to have. Um, it's something that I can go to work with every day, not knowing what I'm going to get. Yeah. Uh, but no, leaving that I've fulfilled something. You know, um, it may just be that I've helped a family with with an answer. It may be that I put a smile on somebody's face. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think I actually gain more than they do because, um, like my children, they have several grandparents now. Yeah. Uh, they want to know what's going on in my kids' life, and um, I make sure to involve them and, and let them know. And so it's a lot of fun. It's it's not work at all. So sweet. That's awesome. Well, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, I really thanks. hope that this is going to be useful and, and, and insightful for somebody as they kind of, um, you know, wherever they may be and wherever they are in their decision-making process, that this can help them be proactive. Absolutely. So really grateful for your time. Well, thank you so much for having us. All right. Well, have a great day. Uh, we're out. I wish I found you. 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 Time.